Inside Access with Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. Your master's and bachelor's goals haven't changed and neither has Stevenson University's online commitment to you. Visit online.stevenson.edu. 1057-1057, The Fan. The people want to be heard, so we impromptu called for a second call segment, 410-583-1057. We ended last segment. Caller wanted John Harbaugh to be fired. Are you putting the blame on Harbs? Who is responsible? Let's go back out to the phone lines. Excuse me, 410-583-1057. And Ian, Ian, you're on the fan. Hey, how you doing, guys? Uh, great show. I listen to you in, from Georgia every day. Oh, oh thank, thank you. Um, I think... Uh, if anybody should be fired, it should be Eric DaCosta, um, the pompous general manager Whoa. that's been riding the coattails of Ozzy Newsom's 2018 draft since he was hired full-time at the GM. Since 2020, Lock and Four has even been saying, look at the construction of this team. 2019 draft was a total bust. 2020 hasn't been that good. 2021 hasn't been good. 2022 hasn't been good. The free agent signings haven't been good. You traded around, you traded away Orlando Brown and you drafted a project. Um, the, the outside linebacker in Oway, the Earl Thomas signing, the Alejandro Villanueva signing, you know, the, the, the signings, the construction of the team. Can I get a it, Sammy Watkins? Oh, yeah, Sammy Watkins. Um, but that's any receiver that they bring in is pretty much no good. Um, but, Sammy just catching you know, the, the getting cute drafting Kyle Hamilton when you, you sign big money on, you know, Marcus Williams, you have Chuck Clark, and you have players like Geno Stone who you have trust in, but you're drafting Kyle Hamilton. Too cute of a pick. And you're not addressing the needs of this team. It's been the same needs since 2019. Offensive line. You know, they've addressed it, but who's to say that they, you know, got anywhere with it? But at the end of the day, the construction of this team is on Eric DaCosta. You can buy a chef groceries, but if you buy them the wrong groceries, how can he cook them? How well, can Parcel you buy them the wrong that. ingredients? The wrong ingredients is Eric DaCosta. I think, I, I, honestly, he's the cause of this. He should be fired. Uh, and wow. one more thing. Wow. Yeah. The, I'm disrespected by the wide receiver. you saying that we don't have wide receivers. We Insulted. still don't have wide receivers. The, Pass rush is so important to me. Look how they've addressed that. It's Eric DaCosta. He ought to be fired. Wow. Appreciate it. This, wow. Is, this has turned into fire on Monday. Guy lives by the Masters coming off the top row. probably be better for a fri- fire on Friday. Probably yeah. has, better, has a better well, ring to it. Hot yeah. seat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seat. Very That's nice. Well, we got a hot seat this week. Yeah. Uh, Sam is in Rosedale. Sam, you're on the fan. Hey, how's it going? Hey, What's there. Up? Hey, um, hey, listen, I my sentiments are really kind of going to Echo the last caller. Uh-oh. I'm going to take a view, a holistic viewpoint of the Ravens, and it's going to focus very highly on Eric DaCosta. You guys did a terrific job of chronicling the workmanship and the moves that he's made in the time he's been general manager. And according to everything you guys have seen, everything I've read, um, the bad way outweighs the good especially in the areas of player development and what seems to be feeding a very faulty football ideology of what constitutes winning football. So my question is this, how in the world is Eric DaCosta still a general, uh, still the general manager of this team? He should go yesterday. That's my call. Wow. Okay. Oh, geez. Well. You know, maybe we'll I, hear from Steve Bashotti in three and a half uh, years from now, and we'll find out. I'm not calling for Eric Tacasa's no. head, but people Nor got am very, I. people 
got very angry at us this offseason when we pointed out that the roster construction had some flaws. We just we just did the work. Yeah, there are a lot of flaws in this roster. We let the people decide. We do the work. We let yeah, the people decide. We are here for the people. We are Stone, do you want uh, DaCosta fired as well? Yeah, or just Harbaugh. Harbaugh and DaCosta? Have these last my, two callers? The DaCosta thing is definitely my agenda. I'm definitely oh, pushing those. Wow, the, wow, Stone. Jeez. Wait till, wait till I'm see tired him. of the propaganda. I'm Stone. tired of it. Stone. 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 You, you Stone, we got to send you out there Wednesday I was, now. I was about to say, you realize you're not going to be able to yeah. go back to the No, pathway. freedom of speech, bro. You're good. <laughs> how many I got your back. How I'll many take PR, the bullets for you. Let many, them come after me. How many PR people are going to follow in the next 17. <laughs> they're going to bring in recruits from other teams. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Browns and Bengals, we got a situation. Could you lend us some PR interns? There's going to be a Stone Cold Felt sighting, and he's coming for our GM. Let's go back to the phone lines. Corey is in Sykesville. Corey, you're on the fan. Hey, how are you guys? Hey What's there. Up? Real quick, and I want to get to my original point. To the guy about Harbaugh, I, I forgot Harbaugh was the call told, teaching Lamar to, you know, throw a ball, uh, lob ball to Ricard and dangle the, you know, on a game, potential game-winning drive, dangle the football down by his ankles to get stripped. I forgot Harbaugh was teaching that. But anyways, uh, my original point um, – I'm just sick and tired of the last couple of years about all these receivers. Um, <clears throat> there's a reason why Hollywood Brown, you know, I didn't think he was good, but there's a reason why he left because um, he thought his career was going to die here. Um, you know, what receiver would want to come to Baltimore realistically? I mean, how many balls, how many long balls has Lamar missed already this year? Now, I'm not some Lamar hater. Uh, we'd be nothing without him, but, yeah, you know, when are we going to look at the common denominator here about Lamar Jackson? He's just maybe not that great of a passer. We saw hints of it, but uh, consistently is just not there. And if I'm a receiver, the amount of money we would have to pay anyone decent to get here, uh, it would just be way out of our price. And I, I just think we got to start looking at the common denominator. And I'd like to see your thoughts on that. Thanks. Uh, uh, one thing is, uh, Jason, every receiver, like Stefan Diggs, like you want a top receiver in free agency, you got to pay him. They're like, that's not like it, it, whether it's out of your price range or not, it's up to the owner. This, look, Lamar has his faults, he has his flaws. Go look at Josh Allen's numbers without Stefan Diggs yep. and with him. Go look at Kyler Murray's numbers with DeAndre Hopkins and without him. Um, I, you know. Look, you could say, well, look at what Mahomes is doing without Tyreek Hill. Well, Mahomes actually has a worse fourth-quarter passer rating than Lamar right Mm now. Um, And and they've had uh, the occasional red zone turnover, which was un-Mahomes-like in the past. But, I mean, again, who's the the best wide receiver Lamar Jackson has played with? It's Hollywood Brown, right? Mm, People in this town couldn't wait to get the hell out of here. And now he's hurting out for the year, likely. In, in Arizona. So I was just saying it would be kind of interesting to see him with an approximation of a number one wide receiver. Let's go to Jerry and Dayton. Jerry, you're on the fan. How are you? Good. Good. I'm sipping my tea. Um, my, my question is time. Time management. From the time, the 35 seconds they have when the referee places that ball to the time upstairs, sends it down electronically to the bench, to the time the bench gets it in to Lamar, to the time the huddle breaks, to the time the ball is finally snapped, Lamar is walking up to the line, either uh, shotgun or under center, still thumbing through his wristband, and the clock on my TV is always in the red, and they got people moving. 
They do seem to. They do seem to appreciate the call. They do well, seem to well, take. They got that. lucky on the touchdown. Yeah, it was late. Oh, that was Dable was going. Yeah. apoplectic. It should have been delayed. Yeah, but I remember I was out at the castle. It was either week two or week three, and I asked Lamar about that. And you have a rookie center, and he was saying that the calls were too long, and made the joke that oh, when I'm looking up there, it's only 17 seconds instead of 25. But that's been a reoccurring issue throughout the year. Let's go to Doc in Annapolis. You're on the fan. Hey guys, how you doing? Good man, how are you? Uh, great show, great Thank show. Thank you. I just want to um, two things. We should let Lamar be Lamar and let him run, run, throw, run, run, throw, like he did when he was the MVP. Second of all, why is our offensive coordinator is afraid to use all these receivers? We have receivers. We do. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's an example. Hollywood Brown. You guys two years ago were saying. He was MIA on the milk cart. He was. And then half of, hold on. Then half of the season comes, uh, the last eight, eight games of the season, he went wild. Six touchdowns, 700 yeah. yards. And then the next year, he got 1,000 yards. They don't want to throw to the receivers. No big receiver will come here and number one. I don't care if you get the number one receiver right now in the NFL they're not going to throw to him. Hey. It's the offensive coordinator. If they drafted Appreciate Justin Jefferson, he'd be here, and I think he'd be a number one. Yeah. I, and, and Think I'm of a, all the receivers who went in that draft after Hollywood Brown. They, yeah. they had their pick of the litter. They could have taken A.J. They could have had A.J. Brown, D.B. Like, Samuel. It, it was a pretty good receiver class. They had first dibs at all of them. This is who they picked. And you mentioned Hollywood. Yeah, he had the f- strong finish. Right? Then he had the first five games. He catches the bomb in the end zone against Cincinnati. And then... By December, it's like well, he quit. He gone. Year. Yeah, it's he over. Quit last year. He was done. Once once Lamar went yeah, out, yeah, yeah, he, he was quit. done. Yeah, he was. He... So like, and I don't know what he's going to get. I guess Arizona will pay him some money because they yeah. pay everybody. Yeah, I mean they just took on Robbie Anderson, but like he was a run around gadget guy for Kyler. He wasn't catching deep balls. He was catching underneath stuff when Kyler's in, under pressure. Let's grab uh, Tim and Falston. Tim, you're on the fan. Hey guys, I love your show, man. I, as always. And I know every time the Ravens lose, it's fire the coach, yeah. fire the coordinators. We all know that. I would love to hear you guys discuss this off the air, but that's beside the point. My question, just when they call in, you should make them at, like, who do you want to coach? Well, Like, that's... let's say, okay, we'll fire Harbaugh. Who do you – I mean, right. like, Shaw is not coming back to life. I mean, Parcells no. is kind of old. I don't think Belichick's coming here. Like, who who who, who do you want to take his place? Because that's what I – I remember well, back in the Maryland days, they all wanted to get rid of Gary. Every time Gary Williams would lose, mm-hmm. fire Gary Williams, fire – like, who you know, who – who that's what I, I'm kind of curious. Who they, they all everybody wants to fire him, but like they don't say who who's coming here. It's, yeah, no, I'm with you. And and to just clarify, earlier when the caller suggested Charlie Manson and Gigi co-signed, Charlie Manson's dead. No, well, so that's I, not I, an option. I did not co-sign. I just said he had a you killer kinda, instinct. No, yeah, you, I, you that's a co-sign. I, I, I said co-signed. if you wanted a guy with a killer instinct, he <laughs> yeah, definitely fits the bill. Well, that's a co-sign. I got Dom. I he's dead. But I have no that's idea. Bad. Wait, time he's out. Dead. I have no idea. What's about good? It's, Actually, good. It's good that that Charles Manson's dead. I, I have zero clue on his football acumen. I just know he's got a killer instinct. <laughs> well, so. And the Ravens lack that yeah, killer they instinct. They do. So that's why you're co-signing. You just bring him in out of the from the dead. It's like a fourth quarter. Him and Eddie Van. Jerry Rossberg, like what Jerry Rossberg is doing for. Nathaniel Hackett, yes. maybe a revived spirit of Charlie Manson well, we can could do a, in the get fourth Get a seance quarter. going. Yeah, Man, let's not it's, bring it's, it. I can think of a million other people I'd want to bring back from the dead than Chuckles Manson. Uh, yeah, a hard pass. Uh, we, coming up next is TMI with TIM. T-Bone, what you got? 
Going to take a look back on our best bets, your guys' bold predictions. Stone Feltz, he was riding a heater last week. A heater of one. one. One and two. Can he, can he get a streak going? Did he go undefeated this week? We're going to find out next on Inside Access. Inside Access. Hot takes from the guy behind the glass. I'm in a glass case of emotion. TMI with TIM. TMI. TMI, my friends. Inside Access. 1057 The Fan. An Inside Access investigative report. Yeah, we'll get to the best bets in a minute, but a, a slightly soaked Tim Barbalace is back. <laughs> that in last the... segment came at a price yeah, for T-Bone. Yeah, what happened there, bud? So it was the middle of the segment. Yesterday, or to no, it was just before, before, 10 minutes before, ago. It wasn't yesterday. Before the break, I mean, his head's spinning right now. now. I'm, I'm running hot. I know the days blend, but I'm running hot. And seven minutes ago, I see one of our head engineers outside the window, and he's like making all these motions. And I didn't know what the heck he was saying. Kind of like Josh Naylor yeah. running around the bases. Oh, yeah, and, baby. And then Stone got in my ear, and he said that my car windows were down. And I was like, I, I was thinking about running out mid-segment. Why didn't like, yeah, you? If we, yeah, yeah, you should have. Yeah, because it was it was, it was coming down like crazy. Oh, yes, and it, I could see you're. He's watching the rain, and I'm thinking he must have a kickball it, game that's going to be canceled with the skittles. It was pouring. I am. Da- you're I am soaked. soaked right now. Oh, you want right. my coat? The I inside, feel like I should give you my coat. The inside of my car is wrecked. So I was in engineering, and I asked for a towel, and <laughs> Give me I, a hanky. I, I basically got like a. That's like an old school towel. hanky. It's like looks <laughs> so, like nine thousand people have blown their it, nose. Yeah, it's in a that. filthy handkerchief yeah. to clean your car. So is there standing? Is there like a standing puddle? And like the is it, were all four windows down? No, my front two. I I'll say this: I didn't sit down in the seat. Right, it was so so. But like, did it look like the like <sighs> there was standing puddles where your feet would be? I was so upset I didn't even look. I just knew that it was bad. I so mean, you rolled them up. Dude, it was, yeah. it no, it was freaking, coming down like crazy. It was freaking porn. Best bets. You're a team player. I can't believe you didn't just run out. <laughs> I like, would have run out. You, I would have just literally said, hey, my windows are down. You see the rain. Yeah. I'll be back. Yeah, that would have been good. We could have got her. That's, to, that's total. In future reference, if you do this again, just feel free just leave. to address just leave. the situation. Okay. All right. Noted. Stone's coming for your job anyway, so that's just another opportunity. <laughs> and you're coming for my hangouts, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. yeah him, Harbaugh, DaCosta. Yeah, Stone's coming for got, everyone. He's got DaCosta's in the radar. He's in the he's on the crosshairs. Stone, Stone's public enemy number one, man. Oh my I love it. At the castle. We've created a monster. No and I love way. it. Press credentials gonna get revoked. You can't. <laughs> well I will fight that fight. <laughs> well. Patriots. I'll call the ACLU. We'll get on it. I had the Patriots plus two and a half. I did say that I liked them on the money line. Yes. They got zapped, man. Bailey Zappy, he is for real. I unfortunately went with Stone going Jags plus two. <laughs> it was looking good early on until it wasn't. Until they realized Stone had the other side. Colts yep. ended up winning that game by a touchdown. and Like a, a Matt Ryan desperation I, bomb. I, yeah. I played myself. 400 yards passing for Matt Ryan. I played myself. He had like 60 attempts. Yeah. I've talked about how I haven't been feeling the Bucks all year long, and I thought that they were going to goat stomp the Steelers, yes. and they laid an egg because the Bucks are not a good football team this year. Eight and a half point spread, Bucks weren't able to do that, even though the Steelers' defense was decimated. So I was one and two, Ken. I had the Vikings minus three I, because of, I said third string quarterback. Now Skylar Thompson got hurt and Teddy Bridgewater played, yeah. but they still covered the three in that one. I had the Seahawks. Plus two and a half at home against the Cardinals. They won that game outright. 
And I had the Cowboys plus six and a half against the Eagles. If Brett Maher hits that field yep. goal late, I go three I and that was, I, I, Yeah, I like them as yeah, well. Yeah, but they the, the Eagles ended up winning by yeah. nine. I went two and one. Had backdoor cover possibilities. Yeah. There. I thought that the uh, I thought the Cowboys would. I went one and two again. That's pretty much what I do every week. Um, I was on the Pats big, like uh, T-Bone. Also liked them on the money line. They delivered. San Francisco, uh, they gave up a defensive touchdown in the first quarter and had like five more guys get hurt. And <laughs> Atlanta beat the snot out of them, so I was way off on that. And I thought that the Colts would win, but I thought they would win in an under situation. And that game went way over 42. So one and two. I'm seven of them in my last nine. That's, that's not bad. That's a nice, that's a nice run. So Stone. Most importantly. You talk s- about a heater. You started out 0-14. <laughs> You won the Monday night game. That yes. was your first best bet that you it's nailed. Awesome. So you're riding a heater Definitely. heading into this week. How did you do well, so far? You already kind of teased it. I had Jags plus two, and they obviously 100%. lost by a touchdown there. And then I was with Ken, plus six and a half on the Cowboys, and they... That's the one I lost. I got both of you. I got stoned. <laughs> well, we got That's one awesome. more tonight. We got one more tonight. I have Chargers. I had it at minus four and a half. Uh-huh. I think it's gone to minus four. Either way. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You got I think it. The Broncos are going to. 100%? 100%. This is going to be Russ cooking. At He's like going to be old Russ. Old Chris Russ is better. We, we need to get shirts made that say, I got stoned. Like, if, we, yeah. if, we got the, if we have the same pick as stone and it loses. It's like glazed so eyes. There is, there is a chance that by the end of the night, he will be one and seventeen in his life picking games, and and also without that roughing the stupid roughing oh, the passer penalty, yeah. as we yeah. talked about, Jason, I'd be winless. You'd be perfect. And, You're flirting with perfection. And Jason texted us yesterday morning. Uh, you host the show on BetQL. You're giving away Stones. Well, we had to. I mean, it's a, become a part of the show. <laughs> yeah. if, if you hadn't won the Monday night game, you were being booked as a guest. I'm ready. Well, if you go 0-3, I mean, if you get to 1-17, I'll make the pitch again. <laughs> but I don't want to jinx anything. I'm just so trying to give people some let, money. That's all. No, you're... Dude, you're literally you doing are, the opposite. You are a man of the people at your hangouts and here on the radio well, station. Any yeah. hangouts this weekend? Just with my mom. Oh. We went to see a movie. That was what, what it. movie? What'd you see? Halloween Ends. It was awesome. I saw uh, it, it was very good. Very good. What'd good. you think of the soundtrack? Oh, oh yeah. Huh? Really good. We, we had some of the bands that yeah, yeah. Kennedy's are on the soundtrack. Yeah, I heard them. Yeah, yeah. R- real quick, uh, bold predictions before. Jones. Oh God, do we even have do time? Right? Well, we can hit them later if you want. Nah, uh, we did bad. They always suck. That segment always sucks. We did bad. Yeah, yeah, we did bad, <laughs> bad, Tim. Where did I? I don't even know where I wrote them down. I got them right here. You got uh, yours? I got mine. Devin Duvernay receiving TD, 50 yards rushing. Eh. Ravens sacked Daniel Jones five times. He did get him four close. times. Uh, Daniel Jones, 170 passing yards. Let's 173. See. Uh, five, 50 rushing yards. Did he get there? He got six. Oh, and uh, I had him at one fumble, two interceptions. They did get the fumble. Uh, Saquon Barkley under 70 yards rushing. I had that until the fourth quarter. Had it till you didn't. Yeah, and then Lamar Jackson, 200 yards passing, hit that. Uh, passing TD, hit that. And then I had 75 what yards rushing. What else did rushing. you have? Passing oh, TD, hit that. Uh, you had Lamar uh, doing 50 other things, No, I too. had him at 75 yards rushing in a TD, but I, he didn't have he the TD. That, that was the whole thing. So I did almost nail that. I had Duvernay leading them and receiving. <laughs> I had a big game for Barkley. No. I had Dobbins. Uh, getting 100 yards. Yeah, he barely played. Uh, I had a big game for Hottie. Hottie had a big first couple series. But he, I had a sack and a tackle for loss. I think he had two tackles for loss. 
And then I thought they'd get jobbed by the officiating. The officiating, well, I mean, it was a good call on Peters. Yeah, it was. But they remember that crew calls more penalties mm. for more yards on visiting teams than any in the NFL. Yeah, I didn't think. And the Ravens had ten penalties. Yeah, but they were. They, but they were all warranted. Yeah, they 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 were self inflicted wounds for the Ravens. Hey, coming up next, John Harbaugh done talking of his Monday press conference. Jonas Schaefer covers the Ravens for the Baltimore Sun. What did he think of yesterday? We'll get his thoughts next here on the fan. Inside, inside. inside. Access with Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman. MLB, NFL, NCAA. Get it all right here. 1057 The Fan. Ravens lose 24-20, blowing another double-digit lead in the process. They're 3-3, three and three, and let's head out to the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline. Talk to our friend Jonas Schaefer, who covers the Ravens for the Baltimore Sun. Jonas, my first question is, will you stay at the castle and be there for the uh, Deshaun Jackson workout, or will you get a nap, head home, get something to eat first? I think at this point, I might be faster than Deshaun Jackson, just based on how quickly the speed has dropped off from, from his heyday. Uh, yeah, let's let's not talk about that. I don't want to put that juju out there, man. I, I would rather talk about players who are probably going to actually make contributions to the Ravens this year. Well, I guess where where are we on this wide receiver situation? It obviously wasn't Lamar's best game. Winked through the kitchen sink at him and blitzed even, what, 50% more than he'd been blitzing, 61% of the dropbacks. So I understand Duvernay is a safety valve. Um, and if Andrews is the only guy open, throw it to Andrews. But... Their overall wide receiver production is down there like with the dregs of the NFL for the season, Jonas. Um, They're down there with Tennessee, who's played one fewer game, and the Bears, who don't throw the football. Uh, Does something have to happen? I mean, obviously something more than Deshaun Jackson, but where are we on the state of this roster? Well, I guess the the maybe good news is that, uh, depending on what your definition of close is, Rashad Bateman is close to returning. Right. Uh, so, you know, dealing with that foot sprain, obviously a guy who relies on his releases as much as he does to be productive, you have to wonder what he might look like if he's not anywhere close to 100%. Um, so that, that's something to monitor. But, yeah, it, it's a concern. I, I think one reason that we've seen the, the past three opponents on the Ravens schedule blitz as much as they have is they – don't have as much concern about getting burned by, you know, getting burned in space by that backside XY receiver, which the Ravens did super, super well to start with because they had Rashad Bateman putting a move on a really top Dolphins corner or whoever it was and, you know, capable of taking it to the house. Obviously, Devin DuVernay has that speed, but as, as a route runner, he's not as precise. Uh, James Prochet is apparently firmly in the doghouse. He's only getting four snaps. Uh, DeMarcus Robinson entered yesterday's game, I think, with one of the lowest uh you know yards per route run rate in the nfl yeah. and goes and drops a very very crucial ball um after another relatively unproductive uninspiring game so uh kind of back to square one guys i mean <laughs> i guess it would, we'd be talking to we if, if hollywood brown were still on the team uh there might be more optimism but he might have already suffered the same fate that he is uh dealing with in arizona so um i think it's just a, a lot of pressure that's going to be put on rashad bateman's hands or shoulders rather when he when he finally comes back well, the guy throwing them the football, Jonas Lamar Jackson, he has struggled from a passing standpoint over the past three weeks, and that's after starting the year 10 touchdowns to two interceptions. He's got four picks over the last three weeks. Bateman, like you said, hasn't played the last two games. The receivers don't really scare you, but 
What's been going on with Lamar? And especially down the stretch, he's second-worst passer rating in football in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it just just comes down to not hitting some of these shots downfield. I think that defenses are uh, taking a risk with exposing uh, by by blitzing Lamar as much as they have. I mean, I think he had a you know a thirty-yard, thirty air-yard completion yesterday, which was probably longer than anything Daniel Jones had. But still, uh, there there were throws that he could have hit. There were uh, throws behind the line of scrimmage that he that he could have hit. Uh, obviously, the the Kenyon Drake. Uh, you know, thumper into the ground right before that missed Justin Tucker field goal was a big one. Um, we've seen him put the ball just in tough spots for, for wide receivers and tight ends, some of whom have bailed him out. Um, the footwork doesn't look all the way there. Um, the, the, the you know the, the processing against the blitz hasn't looked as good as, as it has uh, to start the year. And the, the shame is, you know, he's doing this all behind. I think we can all agree a really really good offensive line. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is in offensive line, I think that when Ronnie is, you know, getting up to 100%, and when you know Tyler Linderblom, you know, we get to November, he'll, he'll be even better than he is right now. It's an offensive line that I think you know could rank favorably with one that they had in 2019, and Lamar looked ever so comfortable behind that line. And right now, uh, for whatever reason, you know, he's fading back on his dropbacks, or he's dropping into pressure, like we saw against Cincinnati. Um, it's just a situation where you you just need him to get that one good game to get back. In back in a groove, back on track. We've seen bits and pieces here that that make you inspired, but uh, it's not the same Lamar from from uh, you know mid September that we that we thought we might have for the entire year. Talking to Jonas Schaefer, Inside Access here on the Fan. Jonas, I, I want to get to the play calling that seemed to be interesting as well. And they were running the ball at will on the Giants. They get first and goal with the five, and they throw the ball three times. They seem to, especially in the first half, move the ball up and down the field and then get bogged down. I thought some of that could be play calling. What did you think of the play calling yesterday? You know, in the moment, uh, obviously, I I thought the the goal line you know, play calling where it was three straight passes from the five yard line was curious considering just how well they had been running the ball, but there weren't really a whole lot of situations where I was like, wow, the Ravens are, are passing again because, um, you know, when, when I asked John Harbaugh about this today at the presser, um, I think to be fair to him, it's a much easier question to ask about than it is to answer because there are so many variables that go into play. One of them being Lamar has the power to change the, play before the snap and I think he did that a lot because of just how much Giants were pressing up the line of scrimmage so you don't want to run into a crowded box if you don't feel the play is going to work if you feel you have a numbers advantage in space on another part of the field um, but for whatever reason whether it was drops or inaccuracy or guys not picking up their blocks uh, you know the passing offense just, just wasn't there and didn't take advantage of as many snaps as it was given so uh, you know I think it was discouraging to see the Ravens you know pull up seven yards per play uh, in total and really take it to the Giants with a run game and only come away with, you know, what, 20 points. But uh, it's just it's such a complex situation with so many variables that, um, you know, I think Greg Roman will probably wake up today feeling like they should have scored at least 30 points and they didn't. And so that's going to be something that, you know, fans and uh, maybe, maybe even players will lay at his feet. But at this point, I, I think you're, you're optimistic about the running game and the kind of changes that it can create for you in the passing game moving forward. We're speaking to Jonas Schaefer, who covers the Ravens for the Baltimore Sun. It's inside access on the fan. Jonas, let's skew positive here for a second. Justin Matabike, he had a sack, five tackles. Um, after not even 
registering a stat against the Bengals. I just wanted to get your thoughts on him in year three. He was a player that didn't really live up to the hype that we all thought. Definitely Peter King in year two. But what have you seen out of Matt Abike in 2022? I mean, the thing that that's that I kind of think of when I just consider the arc of his season so far was, uh, you know, obviously I'm very much on the socials, keeping tabs on these players' Instagram stories. And I think, you know, he shared a photo of just his body composition coming into training camp and that dude at like, you know, 290 pounds, 280 pounds, whatever he's wearing, weighing nowadays had a six pack. And I'm like, Holy moly. I mean, this is a guy who's trained with Aaron Donald, who obviously has one of the most freakish bodies in the NFL. And we, for the past, for the first two years, didn't really see that physical uh, freakishness from Matt Abike translate to pass rush success. We all know that he could be a really, really effective uh, you know, zone, outside zone destroyer because of how quickly he can penetrate gaps, how quickly he can kind of scrape back and, and fill those fill those holes. But we had didn't really see a whole lot from him as a pass rusher. And now we're we're starting to see him, you know, be able to string moves together. We're starting to see him be able to combo stuff with, with Calais and, and really make life hell for some of these interior linemen. So, you know, if he has a seven or eight sack season, that is going to be absolutely huge for him because he's going to go into next year as probably one of the NFL's top linemen. He can just do so much for this team. And obviously, you know, as a young guy, there's going to be some questions of consistency, but he's for the most part been healthy throughout his career. He's always been in a guy to stay after practice. And I think we're, we're starting to see some of that work really, really pay off. Mm-hmm. Steve going to have to dip into that uh, checkbook. Um, I feel like we're at a spot with Owe that we've been in in the past with Patrick Queen and that we were in and probably still are in with Kyle Hamilton, which is um, less is probably more, right? With yeah. Bowser on his way back and Houston hopefully on his way back. Like, they gave this kid a third of the season, as many pass rushing snaps as anybody in the league could hope to get, and there just ain't been a whole lot of there there. Yeah, and you know, I don't think this is going to be a season changer for him, but – I do think we shouldn't overlook the possible trickle-down benefits of Tyus Bowser coming back because when Tyus comes back, he's going to play on the strong side, That which means that he's going to be the guy who, you know, when the Ravens are pass rushing, is going to be lined up over that tight end. And that's something that Adafe, for whatever reason, just has not really handled with, with too much uh, confidence or success right now. So that means that he's going to have, you know, I guess more straightforward one-on-ones with whether it's the left tackle or the right tackle. And maybe that space is just, you know, what he needs to you know, have more success from yep. the passer. But I think the thing that I think has been disappointing, um, considering how he looked last year, considering his physical profile coming into uh, Baltimore, was something the Ravens officials have talked about. Like, they, they envisioned him as a guy who obviously had the speed, but also had the frame to convert that speed into power. Just, you know, become a lot like, you know, get off the line and then push the offensive tackle back. And we just haven't seen it. We've, we've seen him die on contact as soon as he gets engaged by the left tackle and the right tackle. And he looks like Adonis in the locker room, but we just haven't seen him be able to, you know, weaponize that, that, uh, that wingspan he has, that, that strength profile that he has and be able to create the leverages that you need up front. So um, I think that was coming back to be good for him, but it, it's, I think, you know, it's been disappointing to, to see him have a snap by JPP for, JPP just coming back a couple of weeks ago. Jonas Schaefer covers the Ravens for the Baltimore Sun. Jonas, I, I hear the Ravens are bringing Flippy, Flipper Anderson in this week, so uh, uh, for wide receiver help on the way, but always your pleasure, man. 
Appreciate it, guys. <laughs> it's inside access here. On uh, a, he he may not be all that familiar with Flipper Anderson. Oh, come well. on. He knows Flipper Anderson. He I don't know. That's an old guy reference. He had a 300-yard receiving game on Monday Night Football. Tim, do you know who Flipper Anderson is? Yeah, yeah. yeah but really? I knew well, he was a receiver. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what He had team. a 300 for the Rams. Rams. Yeah. Okay. He had a 300-yard receiving game on Monday Night Football. That's a big fantasy night, huh? Hey, coming up next, not all not NFL. for Stone Feltz, it's uh, not. <laughs> not all Light NFL. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Uh, not all NFL as the Terps had a game Saturday. How did they fare in Indiana? We'll recap next year on The Fan. Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman on The Fan. Are you team bar soap or team body wash? Oh, that's a good question. I just think the bar soap cleanses you better. Yes. To be honest with you. Yes. Lockenfora, Wyman, and Barbalace. I've always liked body wash. 1057 The Fan. Edwards in the gun. Hemby's to his right. Jones goes in motion. Edwards will keep it in the end zone for the touchdown. Billy Edwards. Based on what he faced, we knew they were a big pressure team. Dan did a tremendous job of making the adjustments in the run game. You know, after we kind of got an idea what the flavor of the day was after the first half, I thought we came out, ran the ball better in the second half, and Billy did a really good job stepping in for Leah and, and making big plays when we needed him. The great Johnny Holiday has celebrated his birthday over the weekend on the call. Uh, the Billy Edwards touchdown run. Talia Tungavailoa got hurt in this yeah. game. Maryland was able to come back and win 38-33. to They're 5-2. Good news is they won. Couple bad, bad news is they were 11-point favorites. They were supposed to blow out Indiana. That didn't happen. And also, we wait to hear the status of Talia, who was caught. Well, they off. also had a couple kids ruled out really late in that game as well, right? Uh, yeah. An offensive lineman. Um, yeah, Jalen Duncan. Yeah, they're left tackle. Yeah, they was like last-minute type stuff. I mean, those Jacory guys even on the, I was listening to the pregame show running around with my kids and like, both those young men were interviewed in the pregame. Like, they yeah. thought they were playing. Yeah. You don't have them talking to Johnny Holiday and, and Steve Suter before the game if you don't, you know, if you don't think they're playing. So, obviously, I guess they erred on the side of caution with some things there, and then you you lose your quarterback. I thought early on they were going to run away with it. I thought yeah. they were going to cover. I mean, it looked like early on this is going to be they're up 14-3 homecoming, early. even though they're well, on the road, and then the worm turned. The first play of the game was an interception, yeah. and then the Terps go right down the field and score, and then Indiana ended up getting back into the game after that missed field goal. Gave them some momentum. So the win, good news. They've got Northwestern coming up this weekend at home, but five and two. They're, we Remember, this was a slog last year. They're a win away from bowl eligibility. Like that—that's the good news with Northwestern, Wisconsin is faltering, and then you got Penn State, Ohio State. By the way, Maryland looked better against Michigan than Penn State did this weekend, uh, who yeah. got rolled at Michigan. They got punked, and then you've got Rutgers. But how are we feeling about the Terps coming well, off? This I mean, game? I think a lot of it depends on the quarterback. Now, look, th- this was a big win, and it looked like Indiana was going to maybe save their season and and pull off this comeback, but. Maryland won the game without the backup completing the pass. He gutted him on the ground. I mean, that mm-hmm. was some. I mean, uh, that wrong. was a lot of fun. But you know, now it's on film, and people are preparing. And the strength of this Maryland team is the wide receivers and the tight ends and the depth and and running backs. Put those guys out in space yeah. catching the ball. So uh, you know, do they become an option offense now when you're really built to spread the ball and fling it all over the field? Well, it's the offense is definitely going to change. I mean, losing Talia for a significant amount of time and that injury did not look good at all. 
and bringing in Billy Edwards, like you said, he had that 31-yard run on third down, ended up being the game-winning scorer later on in that drive. But it's very concerning, right? And and I think if Leah was still healthy, I think eight wins was very, very attainable. Yeah. But I almost need to see it first, you know, that full game against Northwestern and then reevaluate. But you got Northwestern, you have Wisconsin, and Ken, you mentioned it, Penn State's after that, and they just got beat down <laughs> on Saturday. So maybe you view that game a little differently. But it's murky. To say the least. Yeah, future. yeah. You, you, we we'll wait to hear. I guess Locks will meet with the media today, so today tomorrow, tomorrow, and he'll give us an update on Talia. But he, what do you get? He got carted off. So he's yeah. mean tomorrow he, at uh, noon. Tomorrow at noon. So we'll we'll know before we hit air tomorrow what Talia's status is. At least we'll have some more clarity on that. But Maryland takes on Northwestern. It's this Saturday, 3.30. You can hear the game. Uh, that's a home game, by the way. You can hear it right here on 105.7 The Fan. We want to switch gears, T-Bone, because we do have a poll-up concerning what we were talking about last segment. Mar- uh, the Ravens are allegedly bringing in Deshaun Jackson for a workout. Uh, so we go to IA 105.7 The Fan, where you go for all the polls. Yes, in this poll today, another year, more wide receiver drama for the Ravens. Here's where they stand in receiving yards by wide receivers. Their 30th targets, their 31st receptions, their 31st. Do they need to address this ASAP, Ravens flock? Make a trade, 65.3%. Bring in more 35-year-olds. <laughs> That's a 23%. Yeah, we love it. Hey, it's worked so far. uh, T-Jack's reunion tour. And stick with these guys at 11.1. What's Des Bryant doing right now? He's probably looking for a call. They should turn it into a reality show. We get like T.O. Let's go. Let's go. go, Yeah, let's get T.O. Ocho Cinco. T.J. Huzmanzada. Yeah. What's Crabtree up to? Now that where's, that where's Crab? That bridge has been burned. You think Crab yeah, and yeah. Dez is a no go? Yeah, I think once you've been here, yeah. You, you don't think you don't think Mr. EDC could sweet talk those guys and whisper sweet nothing? Give them to come extra, in for a workout. A couple extra twenties in their in their satchel. Mike Gross. Wallace. I mean, oh, he's, he's Mike Wallace. To was here for like two seconds. Does that count? Well, he was never here. He was I traded know, here. Yeah. Then they had the special master <laughs> yeah. come in and void yeah. it because he didn't want to play with Kyle Bowler. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know what. Well, yeah, that, those were good times. So, so I, is that bridge burned, though? Do you, hey, well, here's a question. Which is, do you think that the T.O. situation forever scarred the Ravens from getting a number one wide receiver? That, oh, like that they, yeah. they had that opportunity. Yeah. If it now, did, then let's let's pay the money to get them a collective shrink so they could get at so they could like learn. T.O. in his prime had him, yeah. wouldn't come here. They said, you know, we're done with that. Well, someone again needs to get them all on the couch over there and and get them to see the error of their ways and. Maybe go out and get somebody with a in their prime who has a true pass catching profile. I think that's insulting. Yeah. Well, I'm the insulter yeah, then. That's yeah. one of my can be one of the many you things are, you label me. Yeah, you are an insulter. Hey, go to IA one oh five seven the fan to vote on the poll. And Quan Bolden. Maybe they can mend fences with uh, it. Get Quan back. In his defense, he was never a speed guy. So No, but yeah. He'd catch the ball. Yes, he would. He'd go get a jump ball. Yes, he would. He who ex- on this team has got a jump ball this year besides Mark Andrews? Like, even the Duvernay touchdowns, I don't really feel like any of them was... He had to go get a few, but I don't know about, like, high-pointing anything. He's not mossing anyone, is what you're saying. Uh, No. No, there is no No. guy. Yeah. No, no, no guy. Hey, coming up next, we gave you the six-pack defensive observations earlier in the show. Now it's the offense. That's next here on The Fan. Inside Access with Jason and Ken.